And we're back. This is Alexander Juan Antonio Cortez, and this is the Art of Health podcast. So, to get to the cut of the conversation, get to the chase, I have been reading Jim Collins' book, Good to Great. A very good book. Uh, came out a few years ago, 17 years ago, actually in 2000, I think it was, but excellent book. There's a concept in it called the flywheel concept that I want to talk about and illustrate because it has great relevance for really anyone that's trying to be healthy at all in any fashion. But the flywheel concept, it goes like this. Imagine that you have an immensely heavy flywheel. So you have this enormous disc, this massive, massive disc, and it weighs, let's say, a few thousand pounds, tens of thousands of pounds. It's a big circle. And to get this thing moving, you have to start pushing it. Now, here's the thing. The weight of it is so heavy that you're barely going to move it you have to build up momentum just to get it you know, moving an inch in the first place. So it's not something that you can walk up to and, and press with your hand and then it starts rolling. You might have to take a running head start, you know, drive your hands into it, dig into the ground, exert a hell of a lot of isometric force, and only then, only then do you get this massive disc turning. And it goes slow. But here's the thing to it. Here's the, the trick or the secret. The more you push it, and the more you continue to push it, the faster it continues to go. Till at a certain point, this flywheel, which started out moving very slow, almost static essentially, it started out static and barely moving. Now it's turning at faster and faster revolutions per second, and it's going quickly. It's, it's speeding up. It's accelerating. And at the same time, you're not putting any more force into it than you were at the beginning. It is now moving of its own accord. It has momentum. So that's a metaphor. That's a metaphor. That's an active representation metaphor for anyone that's trying to be healthy. I deal with general population. That is my area of expertise. I've worked with elite athletes. I've worked with high-level people. But my domain of practice is regular people who are trying to improve themselves, improve their health. Your life is like a flywheel. Your bad habits, your way of being the people you know, the actions you do every day that you wish you didn't do, the things that you try to refrain from doing but you just can't help yourself, your life is like that inert static flywheel. To get that moving, to try to start being healthy, it starts off feeling like nothing. When I make recommendations to people like drink more water or eat breakfast or show up to the gym one day a week or buy gym clothes and put your gym clothes on and go to the gym, even if you don't work out, these recommendations, these Little actions that get you know, repeated over and over again. You can find these all across the internet. How to get started with healthy habits. How to construct habits. How to get yourself into the gym. How to build a routine. How to apply some self-discipline. I could list a thousand things you could potentially do. And all those things, individually, they seem utterly worthless. They seem like they're not going to do anything. They seem like they're a waste of time. But when you start with one thing and then you gradually add to it, and you do it once, then a second, then a third, then a fourth, and then you do another action, and your habit of waking up slightly earlier becomes you waking up and eating breakfast, and you waking up and eating breakfast becomes you waking up and eating a healthier breakfast, and so on and so forth, and you go to the gym one day a week, or you take a walk one day a week around your neighborhood, and then it's two days a week, then three days, and four days. And wherever your start point is relative to yourself, that is where you start. You do this for long enough, then you build up momentum, these small efforts begin to compound themselves, the compounding effect. Darren Hardy. You know, like I know all these self-help books I can rattle off. You know, big deal. The principles are universal ones. 
When you start doing a whole bunch of things and you keep doing them, you do them consistently for long periods of time, the actions add up. Patterns repeat themselves. That's why they're patterns. Positive patterns give you outcomes that you want. Negative patterns do not. Your good habits are your good habits. Your bad habits are your bad habits. You replace the bad with the good. You do all these things and you keep doing it and you keep doing it. And essentially time is the major critical factor with anything. How do you make anything happen? Time. Given enough time, anything can be created. You do these things for a period of time, a long enough time, and they start to have effects. And the momentum starts to build up and health becomes something that you struggle with to something that you are familiar with to something that you practice daily to something that you have made a part of your life to a general way of being where you would not even call yourself someone that tries to exercise you're just simply you're simply someone that lives healthy you now how you now have a healthy lifestyle and this applies to everything in health it applies, applies to diet applies to training it applies to your friends, it applies to your family, it applies to the interactions you have with people. Time compounds itself. So life is like that flywheel. Life is like that active metaphor that you have to make something move if you want anything to happen. And in the beginning, it does not feel like anything. So this is a pragmatic reality. You know, what, what do I call this podcast? Uh, I don't know. It's a let's just call it. It's a reality check in regards to what, what does it really take to be healthy. It takes everything that you are. It takes your whole life. It takes that one singular day, that one small action that you do once, and you decide to keep doing, and you don't quit for whatever reason. You find enough resolve and enough meaningfulness to keep going, and you don't quit. And if you do that for long enough, then it's worth it. It pays off. It's your whole life. This is why you know. This is why talking about exercise as a habit, or healthy eating as a habit, or a healthy lifestyle as a habit. Yes, it's a habit, but it's so much more than that. At a certain point or another, either it becomes who you are, or you're not, or it's not. You know, it's not to say that it's a pick and choose, yes, no question, but attempting to divide these things into binary, you know, circumstances or issues, it deludes people. It's delusional. It's that belief that if you could just find the secret. To doing something that I guess you'd un- you'd unlock it, then you'd have then then you would have it, and that's not the case. This is why I always I always admonish people for sort of the binary thinking. What's the best exercise? What's what's the best diet? What's what's the one movement I should do? What's the perfect day of eating? Wait, what's what's the perfect meal? What's the perfect workout? What's, there's no such thing. There is no such fucking thing. Best and perfect don't exist in health. Best rel- relative to what? Perfect relative to what? By what criteria? In what context? In what situation? Those things don't exist. You're attempting to simplify and reduce down a subject that is as complicated as any other. Medicine, science, biology, rocket science. What's the best fuel for a rocket? I have no idea. But best rocket, what are you even talking about? These best and perfect questions display this. They display this very, I guess, very binary, black and white, absolutist paradigm of the world. Really, it's it's an absolute paradigm of the world and everything, and especially with health. Nothing with your health is absolute. You know, very few things. As I often like to point out, gravity. Uh, you need to breathe so you don't die. You need to drink water. Yeah, those are absolutes. But you know, all these nuances with diet, with training, with you know, with your lifestyle. Should I stop doing this? Should I not do that? You should probably stop doing a lot of things. You should probably start doing a lot of things. 
What's the, what's the perfect? What's the best? I don't know. I don't, I don't know you. This is a self-discovery process. You're going to have to figure these things out for yourself. Guidance could help a lot. A mentor could help a lot. A teacher could help a lot. But you know, as far as the, you know, the day-to-day tasks, as far as you know, picking and choosing, you will have to make decisions. And you will have to apply yourself to those decisions. Decisions are not made one time. You know, deciding something is essentially committing to a series of actions that you're going to take. I'm going to push this wheel for the next thousand miles, or I'm not going to push this wheel for the next thousand miles. You know, that, that is a black and white choice. Okay, pick one. But in picking the one, you're picking else. In picking the one, you are picking every other number that follows it. From, you know, from one to infinity. Think of it that way. So the secret to health... You know, if I was to, I guess, try to create some sense of clarity to this podcast, what's the secret to health? Time. The secret to health is time. Time will tell you whether you have been healthy. It will tell you whether you've been unhealthy. It will tell you whether something worked. It will tell you you whether something did not work. So if you're willing to do that and you're willing to push the wheel for a while, then, yeah, I have the utmost confidence and faith that your efforts will be worthwhile. If you're unwilling to do that or anything else, well then, you get to be the person that gets to the end of your life and says those wonderfully infamous words, I wish I had more time. So pick one. Until next time, people. Talk to you all again. Good luck with your choices.